You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. CFOs and controllers, there's a better way to manage cards, expenses, travel, and reimbursements. You need a unified spend platform from Brex that lets you control all your spend in one place, automate compliance, and close the books faster. Get started at Brex.com. Well, hello and welcome back to Why I'll Never Make It. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones. And as I mentioned in my previous conversation with Cesse Trevino, this episode is going to be a bunch of different interviews with some of the members of Broadway Mania. That's the group that she founded in 2018 to give artists a chance to perform and hone their skills in a virtual online musical theater company. The artists you're about to hear from were actually part of a pre-show interview for Broadway Mania's holiday special, which came out right after Thanksgiving. I not only talked to Sesse, but also the director of the event, as well as singers and writers of the show. And mixed in with some of these interviews, I've also included little snippets of the music from the holiday special. Just wanted to give you a little taste of how good these singers sound. You can find a YouTube link to that video in the show notes. So without further ado, here is the virtual red carpet to the Broadway Mania Holiday Special. Hello and welcome to the Broadway Mania Holiday Special. This is the virtual red carpet where you will meet the stars of tonight's presentation. It's been just a a wild and crazy year where we're all just trying to make it and get by through theater and the types of performing that we love to do and finding a way to do that. And that's exactly what Broadway Mania has brought, a, a way for artists to connect and for us to find a venue in order for us to do the craft and do the art that we love to do. And so let's get it started off. This is Amanda Veralakis. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Patrick. How are you? I am good. So you're actually making your directing debut with this I presentation. <laughs> how does how does it feel to have put am. this all together? Uh, well, it's uh, it's it's been a trip. Um, you know, I say co-director, and honestly, I feel like I feel more like an apprentice. Um, you know, Ceci is just incredible, and um, you know, since I joined Broadway Mania, honestly, it's one of the things that I've always been kind of um, Stunned over is just her ability to um, to produce an amazing production. So it's been an honor actually 
to kind of work under her and learn. And I hope I've helped a little bit, um, but it's really exciting, actually. And, and I imagine this has been an enjoyable process for you putting all this together and working with these artists. Absolutely. Absolutely. On Broadway Mania, we have uh, what we refer to as BM culture. And it's just a great group of people. We're supportive of each other. Uh, we cheer each other on. And, you know, it's, it's like a family, really. And by day, you are actually a licensed attorney. So have you found any similarities between the law that you practice and the theater? Guilty. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's many similarities. I'm always asked, how did you make the jump from, you know, actress, singer, dancer, performer to an attorney? And I got to be honest with you, there's, there's a lot of similarities. You have to be able to read people. You have to connect with people. I'm great in the courtroom. Uh, I actually am not practicing anymore right now. Actually, I'm singing. Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of go back and forth in my life. And it's, it's very interesting. I'm very happy to be able to do both things in my life. Well, this has, as I was saying, this has certainly been a wild ride for us. And so I want to ask you, and I'll be asking all of the uh, the interviews tonight, what has been your, your best memory? It's been a crazy year, but what's been your best memory? What, what kind of silver lining can you pull from 2020? It has been a crazy year. I think what I can pull from 2020, first of all, we got a new puppy and that was exciting. Uh, <laughs> and now I have two at home. I won't go into that story. I'm not quite sure how that happened. Um, I probably should take the blame for it. But um, yes, I got a new puppy. But I think, um, you know, being in quarantine and, and uh, I have two small children who I was homeschooling at the time um, and, you know, the parents working from home, uh, I, I do think it gave us a chance to, um, it, it gave me a chance to really connect with my children and actually understand what exactly it is that we do all day in school. It gave me a better appreciation for the curriculum um, so that I could help them better. So as a parent, although it was, not fun at all. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot and it will um, help me be a better parent for them. Yeah. Cause you were really going to school with your children. <laughs> I was. There's a whole new math out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Patrick. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Ha, la, 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Ha, la, 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 la. And from Providence, Rhode Island, we have Sean Milas joining us. Hi. Hi, Sean. How you doing? I'm good. Now, you have been with Broadway Mania since June of this summer, 2020. And during your college years, I understand that you performed uh, one of your summer gigs was performing nine shows in 11 weeks, which just sounds exhausting. Yeah, it definitely was, but it was such a fantastic experience. Um, it was with a company called College Light Opera Company, and it was in um, New England. And so who knew that I would end up in New England again so many years later? <laughs> um, and what happened was uh, the first show we learned in the first two weeks, and then the third week put that on. But during the day, um, we actually learned the following week's show. So we were learning one show and performing mm -hmm. another um, all at the same time. So it was quite the exercise. Did, did you ever mix up lines or cues with one show to the other? Surprisingly, no. Um, the, the entire company was just so fantastic. Um, it, was, it was pretty awesome. And do you have a favorite show from that summer, since you did nine in a row? <laughs> um, there were so many that were fantastic. Um, I got to play um, the lead in 42nd Street, so I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So I, I would have to probably choose that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. And musical theater is not your only singing. You've also been with the Columbus Symphony Choir and the Lexington Chamber Chorale. So are you more comfortable or classical is just kind of where you more lean? So I originally auditioned for musical theater as I was going to college, but I didn't have much in that my background at the time and got accepted as a classical student. So I actually grew to love classical music. Uh, so really both are, are hold a, a special place in my heart for very different reasons. Right. And so while you got that uh, bachelor's in vocal performance, what other jobs or hobbies do you find you're passionate about? So I used to love to go to movies and theaters, but, you know, in the current climate, uh, <laughs> that's not quite the option. Yeah. So, um, you know, really anything in the arts or media, I, I tend to try to surround myself with, um, you know, I think in the, the home quarantine, more games, you know, I, I grew up enjoying board games and card games and, um, you know, spending that with my family now, I think is, is a nice you know, full circle moment, if you will. Um, but yeah, really anything in the arts, I, I try to take in and, and explore and do what I can there. Yeah, and games have certainly been on the resurgence. Uh, I remember at the the height of the the summer, you know, when we everyone was was shut down, jigsaw puzzles were impossible to find because that's what everyone wanted to do. Did you find jigsaw puzzles as well? We actually found, and I, I wish I could remember the company at the moment, but there are puzzles where um, the, it's actually the shape of an animal, and all of the pieces relate to that that animal. So there's a lion and the jungle pieces. So none of them are, you know, your standard puzzle pieces um, and really follow any of the normal rules. So that was quite the experience. Um, and Lego, <laughs> of course, has been yeah, a yeah, lifesaver. Building. Um, yep, exactly. And so for you, obviously the, the games and spending time with family, but do you have any other highlights or best memories of 2020? Yeah. So my husband and I bought our first house this year, which is um, oh, wow. something that was not on the radar at all. But I think all the time at home just uh, was the catalyst, I guess. <laughs> um, so we, we just moved in a few weeks ago. It's been quite a busy couple months uh, trying to get the house ready and moving in. Um, so despite some not great things that are happening or have happened this year, it actually was a pretty good year um, as well. So it's it yeah. weird to say that. Were you in an apartment beforehand? Yeah, so we were in we were in an apartment, um, and uh, actually the house next door went up for sale. So that's the one that we bought. Um, you know, I think it was. Well, that must have been an easy move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but uh, you know, three flights of stairs down uh, was, was yeah. challenging yeah. to get all the stuff down. Yeah, and even though it's next door, you still have to move every single item from here to there. It doesn't matter how, how far the distance. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, good to meet you, Sean. Thank you. You as well. And now we have coming to us from Knoxville, Tennessee, Amber Dixon. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Amber. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Now, you have been with Broadway Mania since August of 2019. But your career actually started way back at the young age of three, right? You were, you were dancing at a very young age. Yes, my mother threw me into dancing um, and being, you know, a child that loved the stage. I wanted to do only solo acts. I didn't want to be in groups. So <laughs> I got thrown on stage by myself as a three-year-old. So, but it was a lot of fun. It taught me a lot for sure. And, and what did you love about dancing as a child or performing in general? You know, I think it was the attention. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorite uh, acts and my family's favorite acts is I did a pink Cadillac routine. And 
they put a pink Cadillac on the front of a big wheel and I drove up on the stage and, you know, put my glasses down and winked, you know, and, um, I, you know, I was a child of the stage for sure. Yeah. And now you have a child of your own. Does she have any dancing or performing dreams? She does, you know, she does um, singing and she's in a, a rock band and they do singing and she has really learned um, a lot about kind of old school music, which is nice. And um, she, she really, really does love to sing. Not much into dancing, but she does love to sing. <laughs> now, when did singing come along for you that dancing was first, but when did the singing and the acting come along? Yeah, you know, as a kind of preteen, uh, I kind of realized that I really liked singing a lot and started to get into theater. Um, so my local theater companies um, did a few musicals and then kind of transitioned into kind of a choir choral um, instead of dancing. So um, it's definitely what I love the most. It may be what I'm, um, I get the most nervous about, but I think it's just because I love it so much. And while you do love singing, your survival job, so to speak, is being in advertising. So are you able to use your creativity in that field? Yeah, so I'm on the account side. So I do a lot of just managing everybody, including creatives, but they let me um, definitely use my creative juices from time to time and have done a little bit of voiceover work from time to time for them. So nice. that's always fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And for you with this year, 2020, what has been your best memory? What's your silver lining? Yeah, you know, uh, similar to what Amanda said, you know, I have a daughter at home and for the first time I'm able to get her off the bus at the end of the day. You know, I've always been at the office and, and someone else picks her up or there's a babysitter. And this year I can actually get her off the bus and make her a snack and kind of experience that right after school um, conversation. And um, that's been a, that's been a real blessing for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Patrick. And next up we have Toby Blackwell coming from New York city. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Now, Toby, you and I go way back. We go about 20 years back. We performed together at Tokyo Disney Sea, the, the opening cast of that. Yes, at the, uh, what was our show called? Encore, the Broadway That's Review it. Show, the most right. non Disney thing ever at Disney. Yeah, yeah. Within that show, there was one Disney song from Beauty and the Beast. The rest of it was all just old time musical songs and everything. Right. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Since then, you've gotten to work in other regional theaters. You did a Broadway tour. What was that like? Uh, it's been amazing. I sort of kept going for a while, uh, you know, doing uh, improving. I, I worked again for Disney at Hong Kong Disneyland. I opened uh, Festival of the Lion King there. Um, and but then I finally got to do the national tour, uh, international tour of Rent, which was uh, very exciting. And I got to perform with the two original guys uh, that were, you know, from Anthony and, and Adam that were in the original cast and mm. just work with some really great people. It was such an amazing experience. And then since then, I haven't really done so much. I've sort of stepped away uh, from performing and have been uh, tutoring uh, kids and adults taking standardized tests. So it's very different, but still use some of the same skills. Yeah, you're using that other part of your brain now. Yeah. <laughs> to teach them. Now, your education uh, is Harvard University, which is, of course, a very prestigious and demanding college. Did you find it difficult and challenging while you were there? Um, sort of. I mean, it was difficult in the way, you know, it, 
school was always easy for me as a kid, you know, so it was difficult that I wasn't getting straight A's, you know, and, and, and I had to actually put in work and I had to get up early, which actually was not that fun. Um, I and uh, I also <laughs> I also had a, 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 I was doing ROTC. So I had a whole military side. I had extra stuff I had to do. And um, then theater, doing theater and acapella at that same time. It was just a lot of things going on. Um, and so, you know, jumping into that after coming from high school and doing like one club at a time or something was just a little different for me. Uh, but I loved it. I would I would not trade it for the world the experience. And that ROTC, that was with uh, the Navy, correct? Right. I was in the Navy for four years. And what what was your position or what did you get to, to learn uh, with the Navy? Um, I learned uh, I was in supply. So I was in charge of food service one year and then payroll and and sales. So I wanted it was kind of business to see. So it had some practical applications to the outside world. But really what I learned about was people and how to manage and deal with all sorts of peoples from all walks of life, um, you know, that have to work together. And uh, I did very well. Um, I was I was good at people. And that's kind of the same skills we use in performing. So they really helped. <laughs> and you've been part of the creative team in putting this show together. You actually rewrote the lyrics to 12 Days of Christmas. So, yeah. Uh, did, did, does writing come naturally? Yeah, I've been a parody writer um, for a long time, actually since college. And so this was only the fourth time that other people have performed my parodies. I think you actually performed a parody show. I did a parody show at Tokyo Disney Sea. And I think all the singers were in it. Were you in that? Yes. 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 Yeah, so that was the second time that someone performed my stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm still doing the same stuff, Patrick. 20 years later, same shit. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just a different day. Yeah, yeah just a different way. Just, just now it's virtual. <laughs> I love it. Well, for you, what has been your, your best memory of 2020? I have two, really, I think. Um, in August, I got to perform uh, a Motown show, a Motown concert with three other people outdoors, one of these outdoor things where people drove in and, and they sat in their cars and it was very socially distant. And, um, and it was amazing. Uh, you know, I, I, hmm. I didn't think I'd be, I hadn't performed for live in a long time. And I didn't think that I would do that in the middle of a pandemic. Like that never occurred to me. And, you know, just that, that I was able to do that. And we rehearsed, you know, vir- uh, like mostly virtually, but with some uh, socially distant rehearsals, you know, we had choreography and stuff and it really came together and, and was really appreciated. And that was, that was really uh, a great a moment for me. And then the other was staying 10 weeks with my boyfriend at uh, when we sheltered in place and, um, you know, kind of living that life and, you know, just knowing it just, it really deepened our, our relationship and mm. just, you know, gave us a glimpse of something on the, you know, on the other side. So uh, I think there's some good things to be taken from, from this quarantine, which has mostly not been so cute. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if there is one silver lining, it seems like it's bringing us closer together with those that matter most to us. Yeah. Yeah, really. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Toby. It is good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you. And next up, we have coming to us from Portland, Maine, Sadie McCurry. Hi, Sadie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Now, you joined Broadway Mania back in May of 2020, but this obviously wasn't your first introduction to singing. What what got you into singing and musical theater? Um, Well, I always sang in choir. I went to a couple choral camps, so I was always singing in school, and I did a couple extracurricular choirs outside of school. But I credit my love of musicals to my parents who always rented old movies for me to watch. I remember going out to dinner on the weekends and we'd go to the video store after 
don't exist anymore in the video stores, but <laughs> Remember we'd, those? Go there, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'd go there after and I got to pick an old movie and a musical. And it's funny because actually in the last few months, I've been talking to my parents a lot about it and neither of them seem to like musicals very much. So I'm, I'm always wondering, why did you rent me all these musicals <laughs> and get me That's into them when you don't really like musicals? So I found that out recently, which was really interesting, but I credit it to them, even if it was inadvertent. Yeah. So what would be one of your favorites that you got to watch back then? Oh, I love The Music Man. Um, yeah. My Fair Lady. I'm sure I'm going to forget. But, but yeah, those classic, <laughs> those classic movie musicals from, yes. yeah, that's, that's really what I was my introduction to it as well. Cause I did like church musicals and that kind of thing, but it was mm-hmm. those movie musicals that really got me into that Broadway yeah. mindset. Gene now, Kelly and all that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Gene Kelly, all of those. And for you, you've also done more pop singing. You had, you've been a part of a band, right? And yes. you've actually gotten to release some albums. So, so tell us about your band. Yeah, so I'm in a local band in Portland here. We're called Sunset Hearts. It's actually my brother's band. He's the singer, the lead singer, and he writes all of the music. Um, and then I sing backup and usually play samples on an iPad. And that's the extent <laughs> of my, my yes, exactly. That's the extent of my instrument playing is just hitting the buttons on there. But um, yeah, we, we did a couple kind of mini tours. We've played in New York and Vermont and... Massachusetts. And we were able to release two albums and an EP. And um, he actually did most of the mixing and mastering for those, which was really interesting. It was really cool to be able to do like all of the recording ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've learned a little bit about recording. I've certainly had to exercise that now in Broadway Mania. Um, Yeah, that's one thing that all of us are having to learn in this virtual world, whether we're doing self-tapes or recordings of of, we're we're having to kind of become our own technicians. So Mm -hmm. you've you've, you've gained another skill through the band as well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so for you, what has been a a highlight of 2020? Um, So I know we all have in common that probably that Broadway mania has been a huge part. So I, I definitely want to say that because it was my um my first production with Broadway Mania was one of my favorite shows there a pop opera so I just wanted to plug that because it really (laughs) meant a lot to me um but I was actually laid off because of COVID from my job um right before I joined Broadway Mania and I'm in Maine so summer in Maine is the most beautiful time of year and it's very short so that would be my other silver lining is that I actually was able, aside from job hunting, to be off for the summer. And since we could go outdoors and like hike and kind of socially distance and those types of outdoor activities, I'm really grateful to have had a real summer vacation. Well, not the most normal summer vacation, but I at least had the chance. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I haven't been to Maine, but I hear it's beautiful up there. It's really beautiful. The winter is a little too long for me, but the summer can't be matched. That's wonderful. Well, good to see you, Sadie. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. And next up, we have Scott Polovich Davis coming to us from Seattle, Washington. Hi, Scott. Welcome to the virtual red carpet. (laughs) Thank you very much. 
Now, you have been with Broadway Mania since August of 2019, but your introduction to music was as an instrumentalist, right? So uh, how many instruments exactly did you study or did you learn to play? I started on clarinet and then switched to bassoon in about seventh grade, and I played bassoon all the way through high school and college and a little bit afterwards um, and, and did quite a bit there. decided I didn't want to be an instrumentalist professionally. So I, I decided I wanted to do some, some musical theater. So after college, I auditioned for my first show. You just got tired of being in the orchestra pit and wanted to be on stage. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Exactly. I did. I did a couple of musicals in the pit and thought, Oh, they're having way too much fun up there. <laughs> uh, I, I need, I need to, I need to get out of the pit and get on stage. And I also hear that you have a love of karaoke. And I believe we are in the presence of a silver medalist, correct? <laughs> well, uh, national, 2018, yes. Um, yeah, it was kind of a fluke. I did. I have not done a lot of karaoke singing. And a, a couple of years ago, I was out uh, with some friends and the, the KJ said, hey, you know, we've got this competition coming up. You should think about doing it. And I'm like, ah, I'm sure, whatever. Um, and I did. And I progressed through the um, the, the particular venue that I was at and made it to the state competition. Um, and at the state competition, I met someone who then um, invited me to be her duet partner. So she and I entered the national competition uh, scene as duet partners. And then I also um, continued on and was one of the um, contestants as a soloist as well. And we met in um, Las Vegas and had amazing competition with people from all around the, the states and then uh silver medal in, in our duets uh <laughs> and then the, the gold medalist got to go to um uh iceland but that was not in the cards for me but but, but still be I mean, getting a silver medal in karaoke and how is that different from would you say other uh, vocalist competitions oh it's very different uh <laughs> i i primarily sing musical theater and um, not many other people do. So I was already kind of an odd duck there. Uh, and there are amazing, amazing singers out there. Uh, singing karaoke is very different from, I have a lot of background on, on stage in, in musicals, uh, very different singing to a backing track, having to deal with, with acting, but not, not totally as a character because when you're in competition, it's a different, it's a different kind of presentation. And getting used to holding a microphone, that's something I had not ever done before. Uh, so getting, yeah, yeah, that's right, because we're normally clipping was, it to our hair or something else, yeah. Exactly. So I have a, I have a pretty loud, loud voice and uh, really had to learn how to dial that back and, and control that, very much like uh, doing the Broadway Mania uh, smule singing that I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my microphone is kind of our- this. <laughs> so yeah, we, we can't overload these microphones as much. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. And so for you, what has been a, a, a highlight or a best memory of 2020? Well, it's kind of a, a hard one, I guess. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm the deputy director at a uh, small uh, swim and recreation club. And we of course closed down in March, but we were able to keep a, a few lifeguards and swim instructors on staff as we, did a bunch of work on the facility. So I felt really good about being able to keep people employed. Um, and it was, it was dicey. I mean, we had, we had members supporting us um, throughout, but 
Um, so I was, I was really proud of that. And I learned a ton and I keep learning a ton because now being in, in HR and finance, especially the HR part right now, um, with new COVID regulations, new, new things to learn, helping guide my coworkers through unemployment and all that things I'd never done before. So I, I personally learned a lot having helped a lot of other people keep employed as much as we could. Yeah. Yeah. Being employed, but also that unemployment, that's been a lifeline to a lot of people this year. Yeah. And hard to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause each, each state, you know, they all have their own rules about trying to figure that out. So, so uh, thank you for, for helping us out <laughs> and helping people get that. Well, it's good to meet you, Scott. Great to meet you. Thank you so much. And now coming to us from Palo Alto, California, Gray Norton. Hi, Patrick. Hi, hi, Gray. Now, you've been with the, the uh, Broadway Mania for about a year now, since October of 2019. And you and I actually have something in common. Uh, both of us were boy sopranos growing up. And so <laughs> were you a part of a, of a musical family as well? Yeah, absolutely. My dad actually is a classically trained tenor and a college music professor, choral director. And so uh, I grew up exposed to music constantly of all different kinds, was uh, spent much of my childhood bouncing from one performance to another. And eventually I, of course, ended up on stage. My dad actually had me sing the boys solo uh, to uh, Leonard Bernstein's Chichester's Psalms uh, when I was, I think, eight. And I was rewarded for my performance with a, a new baseball mitt. Um, but that was sort of the beginning for me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The, the arts and the sports all, all in one. That's great. Exactly. And as you got into college, I hear that uh, acapella choirs and acapella groups, that became a big part of your singing. Yeah, you might say that I, I majored in acapella. I did eventually graduate with a, a an appropriate degree, but I definitely <laughs> spent a lot of time um, in a, a, a group called the Stanford Fleet Street Singers. And um, actually, to this day, you know, many of my closest friends are uh, people who I met uh having that experience. And so, uh, you know, acapella was a big deal for me in college. And I actually went on and sang in some acapella groups after, after college as well. And were you able to be part of like competitions and travel around the country in this group? Uh, so this group, we, this was actually just before uh, competitions in college acapella became uh, the thing. So we actually did, we, we won, um, at the time that I was in the group, uh, there was a group called the Contemporary Acapella Society of America. Sounds very fancy. It was actually, you know, a couple of guys who were drumming up enthusiasm around acapella. And they, they started giving annual awards um, a few years uh, before I started singing acapella. Anyway, my junior year, uh, you know, our, our group won. Uh, you know, a ton of awards, including, you know, best album and best song and stuff in the collegiate acapella category. And so that was the closest to a, a competition. I remember growing up with groups like Take Six and that because mm. them in the 80s, they they really launched, uh, you know, resurgence in acapella and interest and stuff like that. And I really love that kind of music. It's so it's so intricate. Did it take you a while to learn your parts or did it come really naturally to you? Uh, I mean, there's definitely hard work involved uh, in not only learning the parts, which are very intricate, but also just the amount of rehearsal that's necessary. I mean, if you listen to a group like Take Six or anyone even approaching that caliber, um, just the amount of work that goes into 
obviously blend and uh, and and really nailing you know pitch so that the chords lock and ring. Uh, but I mean, just really synchronizing in terms of entrances and cutoffs and just all the subtle little dynamic things you do. I mean, these are things that. Um, I think there, there's similar things for, for folks acting on stage in that you definitely get the give and take and a lot of, um, uh, you know, real in-person um, synergy going on when you're acting. But the, from a pure musical standpoint, the just the level of synchronization of singers is something that, uh, you know, I think it's a little less... Uh, less true on stage than it is in some of these really serious acapella groups where that's really what it's all about. But singing isn't all you do. You're actually work in technology there in Silicon Valley. What what exactly do you do? Yeah, I manage a, a small team of software engineers uh, working on uh, web-related stuff at Google. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, believe me, your job's not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> no. Well, nobody's going anywhere anytime soon. But no, yeah. yes, it, yeah. I, I do feel fortunate to be in the uh, field that I am in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all gotten to know our computers just a little bit better over the last several months. That's for sure. For sure. And so for you, what has been a, a, a best moment to take away from 2020? Yeah, I think echoing what a lot of the other folks have said. For me, it's mainly been around a chance to uh, connect with with family and really be together in a way that our busy normal lives you know don't always allow so I have a 17 year old son and a 14 year old daughter and uh, my wife and I have really enjoyed both of us being uh, around and in the house and with them and I mean for example you know we're taking family walks every evening I'm actually not taking one now that I would be taking uh, to do this interview, but it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, instead of spending, you know, uh, two to three hours, you know, commuting on the train to my job in San Francisco, I'm spending those hours at home and I'm running into my family when I go grab lunch in the middle of the day. And it's, it's a gift really to be able to, uh, to spend um, as much time together and, and be together as much as, as we have this year. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, good to see you. Yeah. Good to meet you, Pat. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. We sing, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. And finally, we have from Monterey, Mexico, the director and founder of Broadway Mania, Ceci Trevino. Hi. Hello, Ceci. So good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you again. Now, what has Broadway Mania meant to you personally? Obviously, it's involved a lot of people. We, we've talked to a lot of them tonight. But for you personally, what has Broadway Mania meant to you as it's grown, as you've been producing these virtual musical experiences? Well, first of all, it was a connection back again with the music. Because I wasn't doing anything related to musical theater or music at all. So Broadway Mania was just a connection with that and that part of my life that I really miss it. And then I think I have always wanted and dreamed to do this, what I'm doing now, directing and, and producing the, or, or just like looking to do a full-scale musical. And I never thought that it was going to be possible because my career didn't let me do that. And right now, Broadway Mania is just basically giving us that opportunity or giving me that opportunity. And it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And how have you seen it affect the lives of your the members of Broadway Mania? I think that's when I realized that this was more just than a hobby. Because 
I knew since the beginning that for women, it was like my motivation and what made me like really happy when I, when I was doing something about that. But when I realized that for people, it meant a lot as well. And just giving them the chance as well, either to connect with that part of themselves with musical theater or for people that they don't have a chance to, I don't know, maybe perform certain roles. Maybe they are doing theater uh, in, in live theater. Of course, not now, but they are able to do things that they are not able to do there in here. And that's what I like, like giving opportunities. Yeah. And, and certainly we spoke to Amanda first and you were able to delegate some of that directing responsibility to her and kind of bring her under your wing in that respect. Amanda, she has been amazing in Rowan Mini and she has been uh, on the leadership team. We have something that we call leadership team. We are uh, some of our leaders, but besides uh, she has been an ensemble leader also in Rowan Mini. So those are the, uh, ensemble leaders are the ones who are like the score readers and they always help me like musically to guide everyone in, in a production. Without them, this wouldn't happen. So now she's part of that director. And it's just, it's, it's just amazing because uh, she was mostly putting emphasis on that, on the, like, the music part. And I was on the video and it was just a great thing. Absolutely. And so for you, what has been a, a highlight or a best moment of 2020? Um. It, it might sound like uh, that I'm just saying it because, but really, like, Broadway Minute has been just a huge highlight. I think, personally, it just gave me opportunity to keep on training, something that I didn't know that it was possible uh, on the side of, like, for example, I was able to do it, take some business trainings and, and just, like, transform this idea into something, like, into a plan and just let's make this happen. So that's what's one of the greatest highlights. And of course, like having time to spend with, with my family and, and everything. And, and it's just like, I cannot say that it has been all bad 2020. And certainly this pandemic has put us all in front of our screens more than we would normally, which really played into Broadway Mania's strength, which is we've had people from all over coming together virtually and performing and really using their craft. And so this pandemic in some way has really helped bring more visibility to Broadway mania, right? Yeah. I mean, we have uh, people from Norway as well and UK, Australia, and it just has been a great way to connect. It wasn't easy. Like you might think like, okay, well, you have been doing this for a while. So then the pandemic starts, everyone is doing virtual theater. And for you, it's like super easy. We had our times to record and everything. Like we were used to be like, I know at this time I can record at my home and no one is going to be there. There's not going to be noise. And obviously when you <laughs> right. have someone else and you know that they are hearing you, like you are like more timid to go for those high notes. So it just was a change. It really was challenge, challenging. Um, but, but I think it's, it has just made us better. So that's, that's one of the greatest things. And so tonight is really going to be a treat. So tell us what we have in store for us tonight. I'm very excited for tonight. It just began an idea like it was going to be a holiday album. It's just going to be some songs that we were going to release. And it just turned out into this massive collaboration. I love that we had the chance to collaborate with other companies, with you, and, and meet more people. And I think that's what is great. And I think everyone is just going to have a good night. Like, we all know these songs, Christmas songs. And we are really, really excited about this.
Well, that does it for our virtual red carpet. Thank you so much for joining me and all the wonderful guests that we've had on. It is so wonderful. This group of Broadway Mania stars, they really are stars, and each of them have brought so much to this group, and I'm so glad that you've been with us to join and kind of find out a little bit more about the people behind Broadway Mania. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.